My entitled, spoiled, rotten older son is an absolute nightmare to be around, as he assumes that everything should be given to him at the drop of a hat. And now, after I told him no, he goes into an absolute rampage and starts a path of destruction, causing me and my neighbors to call the police just to have him arrested. Here's what happened. For context, I'm a 35-year-old female, and I have a son that was born when I was married to my first husband. I was young when he was born, and his father was very bad to me. My ex-husband's mom was constantly in our lives, trying to take over and make my son hers. I left my ex when I was in my early 20s, and my ex-mother-in-law ended up taking my son into another state and filing for custody. She went to a state that has grandparents' rights as ours didn't. I fought her for years, and ended up getting remarried to my current spouse, and we had a son together when I was in my mid-20s, a boy who is now 10 years old. I see my oldest son only during the summer and the holidays. I finally got the court case moved to our local court and the judge said that I was wronged and ordered shared custody and visitation. My ex-mother-in-law made a huge deal that my son needed to stay with her during the week because of school and the judge went with it so he could finish high school in an environment he was familiar with. My ex-mother-in-law has ruined my son by the way just like she did her own. She's given him anything and everything he's ever wanted or asked for. She's taught him no respect and kept him very sheltered. She literally jumps on people if they don't give him his way. So in turn, my son is loud, violent, and all around sad to be around. So he came up to visit during Halloween and showed his awful self. My husband's mom leaves with us and she isn't well. She's doing chemo. She's been a big help with my youngest son and she does that so that I can help my husband with our business. My youngest is a delight to be around. He's polite, funny, and respectful. We've taught him that you don't expect any unless you work for it. I went and picked up my oldest and his attitude started right away because his phone died and the charger I had in the truck didn't fit his phone. He wanted me to get off the interstate and buy him an overpriced one from a truck stop or something. I told him no. I'd get him one when we get into town and that next time he needs to remember to bring one for the house and the car. I suggested making a packing list ahead of time. Now my youngest was in the back with his tablet playing quietly and my oldest realized that the tablet was plugged into a car charger. He asked his younger brother for the charger and I told him it's an Apple charger. It won't work with your Android. My oldest said, you don't know that. Shut up. The next thing I know, he's forcibly taking the Apple charger and he's trying to fit it into his phone. And when it didn't work, he threw it into the back seat of the truck. My youngest just plugged his tablet back up without another word. But I told my oldest son that his behavior wasn't acceptable. Fast forward forward to today and my oldest son is still fuming at me because I made him wait and he badmouthed me to his grandma. I left to go to the office as did my husband and my mother-in-law was going to take my youngest son to the treat trail for Halloween. She asked my older son if he wanted to go and he told her to kick rocks. My husband told my oldest son not to speak to her like that and I knew after that that trouble was brewing. I just didn't know how bad it really would be. Apparently my mother-in-law and my youngest son went to the treat trail and my older son called my mother-in-law to tell her he wanted some Hardee's, which is also known as Carl's Jr. My mother-in-law told him that there was food at home and that it would be a while before she could get any. My oldest son told her that she needed to bring it to him right now. So my mother-in-law told him to either eat what was there at the house or to wait. And wouldn't you guess it, my older son started cussing at her and hung up the phone on her. My mother-in-law then called me and I told her not to reward his bad behavior. I told her we had 
plans to go out anyways later to eat, and that he would be just fine waiting. When my mother-in-law gets home, she tries to open the door, and her keys won't work. My older son comes to the door and tells her that he's angry and doesn't want her in the house, so he locked her out. He told her to wait outside until he either felt like opening the door or until I came home. My mother-in-law told him to open the door right now. She then called me crying, and I absolutely went off. I called my son, and I told him that he does not make the rules in my house, and that he was supposed to go by them, and that he would be punished if he didn't open the door. At this point, he really thought I was playing, so I left the office and went home, and this is when disaster struck. I opened the door, and my older son was there on the other side. My mother-in-law and my younger son had been waiting in her car, and my older son was blocking the doorway, saying that he told my mother-in-law to keep outside, and that this was her punishment for telling him no. I told him to move right now. I tried to push past him, and he pushed me back outside, threatening to lock all of us out. I went to go inside again, and he put his hand on my face and pushed me back out of my house. At that point, I had had enough, and I told him, that's it, I'm calling the police. He didn't think I was serious, but I actually did call the cops. I told the dispatcher that my oldest son was refusing to let me into my own home, and he had just put his hands on me. And once I said this, my older son goes into an absolute pure rage. He comes out of the door screaming profanities, as well as threatening me. He tries to take my phone from me, and the lady tells me that she'll send someone right away. I mean, I had to literally wrestle with my older son just to keep him from breaking my phone. At that point, he then tries to go after my youngest son, and he actually tells him that he hates him, and that my youngest son somehow caused his life to be awful ever since he was born, somehow claiming that he is the only one that should have me as a mother. My oldest son also said that he was the only true son since he was born first from my first marriage, which is absolute garbage. My mother-in-law then locks my younger son in her car, and the older son proceeds to kick, punch, and crack the windows, as well as the windshield of her car. The older son goes after my mother-in-law just as my husband pulls up. He's telling my mother-in-law that this is her fault, and that she just needed to do what he said. My husband tries to restrain him, but my older son is screaming that he will have my husband arrested. The police come and they immediately take over and restrain my son and put him into the back of the van. My husband and I explain the situation and I told the officer that my ex-mother-in-law had shared custody with my son. So the officer calls up my ex-mother-in-law and tells her exactly what's happening. He puts her on speakerphone and she immediately puts blame on us, saying that we provoked him and that we are the abusive ones. The officer told her that didn't seem to be the case as a neighbor had come forward and said that she had called 911 plus had a security camera that showed the entire thing. My ex-mother-in-law then jumps to saying that the police here can't do anything with my older son as he's a resident of another state, which is again absolute garbage. The cop tells my ex-mother-in-law that this is obviously not the case and it seems like my older son needs to learn how to be more in control of his emotions. The officer hangs up and my ex-mother-in-law immediately calls me. I put her on speakerphone again because I know she's not the smartest thing to ever walk the earth. My ex-mother-in-law then said that if my older son was arrested, then it would prove that I'm a bad mom, thus proving and justifying what he had said and done, especially when it comes to him saying that he's the true son. She also verified this mentality by saying that he was my only heir, as he was my first son and for my first marriage, claiming that divorce is a sin. I told her that's not how it works. I told her I'm tired of him taking my house over and trying to hurt the people that I love. Long story short, he spent three days in 
juvenile lockup before having a hearing in front of a judge. The judge asked me what I wanted to do, so I requested that my older son be sent to a group home. My ex-mother-in-law fought the entire way, but had absolutely no ground to stand on because both officers and my neighbor gave statements. Now, my ex-mother-in-law is saying I'm ruining his life and that I'm a terrible parent, which is honestly just ridiculous. The older son in this story is absolutely a nightmare. I mean, what in the world is wrong with him? This ex-mother-in-law absolutely did a number on this kid. It blows my mind that she had any kind of right to try and claim any kind of custody over this kid, even in the first place. And then she goes ahead and basically taints this kid's mind and turns him into this absolute nightmare of a human being. I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous and it's really unfortunate. So good for the original poster standing up for what's right and doing the right thing. You protected yourself and your family when it counted the most. And if I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for sending a Karen to prison? I am a 27-year-old male and a father to two girls. We'll call them Annie and Amy. That's not their real names. And I was at the mall shopping with my sweet little girls when a woman who looks like the very description of a demon spawn started asking me where it is I found the dollhouse that I currently had. I responded by saying that it's actually in the aisle labeled toys. She said thank you and then she went off on her way. Now, my kids are always in front of me, so I can never let them out of my sight, and I have disciplined them well to behave in public places. We're Asians who migrated here from the Philippines, but we look very much Japanese, since my parents are actually Japanese, who lived in the Philippines and later migrated to San Francisco, which is where we currently reside. This will be important later. So when I was about to pay for my shopping, this woman started walking towards me with the security guard, saying, That's him, sir. He stole that dollhouse from my shopping cart. I got a little nervous as I am confused. First, she asked me where this dollhouse was from, and now she's telling them that I stole it from her, which just doesn't make any sense. So the security pulled me out by my sleeve, out to the parking lot, with my daughters following behind with a nervous look on their face. So I asked if I can reason with the security, and apparently this Karen had already called the cops beforehand. The cops showed up, and they interviewed both sides. So I told the cops, Officer, I didn't steal that from her. She asked me where I got the dollhouse, and I simply pointed to the toy section. There is even security footage that they can look up to prove my innocence. The entitled Karen basically then called me a liar, saying people like me steal everything from us. And apparently, all because I'm Asian, I've apparently stolen their homes and their jobs, and I should just go back to my home country. And at this point, my seven-year-old daughter is clinging to me tightly, and my four-year-old is crying, wanting to go home. So after a few moments of reviewing the footage, the cops pretty much knows the entire story. We then proceed to paying for our stuff after that, and the cops asked me if I wanted to press charges, and I said yes. We then find out that this entitled Karen was under the influence of some illegal substance. The security apologized, since he dragged me out without even asking or reasoning with me first. Instead, he just jumped to some kind of conclusion. A few hours later, I decided to go back into the store to buy the latest God of War game, which I will be gifting to my nephew this December. It was the afternoon at this point, so the store is mildly crowded. To my surprise, there are only two copies left. I even met this guy while we were both looking at the game, and he said something to the effect of, oh, are you gaming for the weekend? And so I just smiled and nodded to add to the conversation, since I'm not really a talkative guy for the most part. The store employee gave the copy to both of us, and I throw in an extra controller in the basket, since they were already on sale. Right at the line of the counter, a lady again asked me, is that the latest 
God of War game. Oh, my boyfriend is gonna love it. And I was like, oh no, not again. I sighed deeply and I faintly said to myself, here we go again. So I said to the lady, yeah, I am sure he's going to love it. Now, surprisingly, I got through the counter without any trouble, but here is where it gets worse. This entitled Karen tried bumping at me, hoping I would drop my bag and that we would somehow get our bags mixed up. To an extent, it kind of worked, but I said to her, hold up, let me check the contents of my pack. And to my surprise, a hairdryer is inside my pack. So I said, I think our bags got switched. At this point, the entitled Karen refused to give me my bag. So I restrained her and pinned her to the ground and called the police. I can tell that this lady is after the God of War game, as well as the controller I was getting. Ten minutes later, the police showed up and asked me to let go of the lady. Again, I told the cops that this Karen is trying to steal from me and their security footage to back up my statement, where it can obviously show that the bags got switched. The store employee also told the cops that there are two copies left of the game and I got the other one. I also have the receipt on my jacket's left pocket to prove it. Again, this entitled Karen is high, so she got charged with being under the influence of an illegal substance as well as theft. The best part of my day, though, is the fact that these are two different encounters. I encounter two different Karens in the space of a single day, and honestly, it just blows my mind. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The luck that this original poster has is absolutely incredible. They got two Karens in the same day, and both of them were under the influence, which is honestly just baffling. I think, if anything, you might want to go shop somewhere else, because it really sounds like some shady people are all over that place that you're going to. So no, I don't think you're the jerk. You did exactly what you need to do, and hopefully in the future, you can avoid these Karens and try to shop in peace. My entitled co-worker, who made my life a nightmare while working at the same company as him, eventually gets fired and ends up being homeless. And he honestly has no one else to blame except himself. Here's what happened. So for a quick context, I used to work for five years at a call center we will call Ultima. Following my induction back in 2016, I was assigned to a campaign with a code name Quebec, which handles customer and tech support related to a driving app. I remember it because it was badly managed. People were constantly rotated and we had at least four managers until the end of Quebec, which I will explain later. All of the people in corporation names have been changed, by the way, for personal and privacy reasons. On to the main story. It is January 2017. I was assigned to a new work team after my first supervisor and some of my co-workers were fired due to some sketchy fraud. I only survived because I barely interacted with anyone, even my supervisor. Shortly after starting with this new team, I headed off with three co-workers. We will name them Carl, Audrey, and Brianna. These are all fake names. As the four of us were together, I see that along came a fifth co-worker, about 10 years older than all of us, and looked like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. We'll call him Frank. I've seen him around, interacting with my then-supervisor until his firing, but he was none of my business at the time. When Frank came to us, he came with an arrogant attitude, demanding us to shut up and to continue doing our respective jobs. I looked at Frank in disgust, thinking in my mind, who does this guy think he is? He then comes to me, looks at me in the eye, 
guy and says, I know you. Your team was kicked for committing fraud. You do as I say, or I will have HR take you out. And at that point, I was like, what? Is he threatening me for no reason? Eventually, Frank just leaves, looking at me as if he had just stepped in a fresh dog turd. Following that whole ordeal, my friend Carl messaged me through a private chat and asked me what happened with my team. I told him that my team was sacked because of some fraudulent activity. He then replies that some guys of his team were also kicked out for the same reason. Another friend then joins the conversation and adds that since he became floor support, Frank has been on a power trip and demanding everybody to pretty much work like robots. And not only does he do this to our team, but he also barges into other teams, terrorizing them into silence. Carl then carries on and adds that people tried to report him with their supervisors and even HR, but they were unsuccessful because they were all playing favoritism towards him. We've continued working and chatting in the meantime, just trying to get through our time working here. Then comes March of 2017. Bruce, who was a then operations manager, resigned, and Michael, another operations manager, from another campaign took over. A lot of changes and a lot of names. And as a result, our team was split up. I was assigned to another team and Frank was changed to morning shift, thankfully. So I wouldn't have to put up with his attitude for the time being. Fast forward to early 2018 and new changes came within the campaign. And you know what that means? Team changes were in the works. By this time, two of my original friends were no longer employees. I was teamed up with Carl again, as well as a few newcomers. But things got so much worse when Frank was assigned back to our shift. It turns out that the new manager got word that Frank has already been mistreating the morning shift and she was not having it. Because of this, Frank got demoted and returned to the afternoon shift and was assigned to our team as the only one available for him. Even in his new role, Frank was still behaving like an entitled jerk. But this time, he has become much more vindictive and much more apathetic. During this period of us having to work with Frank, things got so much worse. Whenever one of my co-workers was just trying to do their job, Frank would continue to upstage them, using his longtime knowledge as an excuse. Actually, he would do the same with all the other team leaders as well. One of these days, I was in a bad mood following a dispute with my supervisor over an unpaid day of work. The final straw came when I returned from lunch and witnessed how Frank called one of my co-workers a useless peasant. And this is when I snapped and yelled at him, telling him to shut up, as well as screaming about all the times he made this workplace a living nightmare. My supervisor saw this argument taking place and broke up the dispute and had me, Frank, and the co-worker he was belittling called in front of HR to testify on what happened. Expecting the worst as Frank was still friends with the HR staff, I was eventually called as well as the supervisor that got Frank demoted alongside the HR representative who took care of this case. After having Frank and the co-worker he was belittling give their version of the entire incident, I gave my final version of what happened. My supervisor also brought some video evidence that Frank was a jerk here. I was eventually let out of the meeting with only a verbal warning for foul language. Frank was eventually suspended for a week and sent to the graveyard shift. And for the rest of that period, things were mostly peaceful. Fast forward to March of 2020 and me, Carl, and another co-worker were still in the fold. But several of my co-workers had finally just quit. We all had little to no contact with Frank because we were sick of all the garbage that Frank had put us through. It goes without saying that COVID-19 pandemic already hit and we were all in the process of going to a home office situation, which means we wouldn't have to have any contact with Frank at all. Time had passed and we were successfully settled into working from home. The only contact we would have would be between our team as well as 
as our supervisor and the floor supports. But this didn't last much longer, because as of June 1st, we received a link for a Microsoft Teams meeting. To keep it short, we were informed that because of the multiple complications the pandemic has put the campaign through, the client, who connected with the company, decided to put an end to Codename Quebec. I was offered to continue working in another campaign and actually accepted, but everybody else, including Frank, were all dismissed and lost their jobs. And now, as of November 2022, for the final time skip, I stopped working at my old company in June of 2021 to join another company. Some of my friends all threw a small party to try and celebrate it. And to my surprise, the supervisor that defended me was also there. While having a pleasant conversation and enjoying a night of drinks and fun, it was at that point that Frank's final fate was revealed to me. I was told that Frank was going around being obnoxious and blaming it on us for his current situation. It was also revealed that Frank had been unable to find another job and unable to continue to pay rent, so he was eventually evicted from his place. So Frank is now homeless, and that was the last time that we ever knew about him. And you know what? I don't feel bad about his fate, but I don't feel like rejoicing either. In the end, the only victim here was Frank, who did this all to himself. What a tragic story. I mean, talk about someone who absolutely had it coming. In my opinion, if you put negative energy out into the world like this, then karma is going to come back to bite you and it's going to bite hard. I mean, this guy lost his job and then he couldn't pay for rent and now he's homeless. It's tragic, really. But if he was just a little bit better of a person, he probably could have secured some kind of letter of recommendation and found another job that he could do. So it's really just a sad situation. So if anything, this is just a lesson to treat people with respect because you never know what kind of curveball life will throw at you. So it's better to be nice than to act like some power hungry jerk like Frank. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.